Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaBusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. I have a newsflash for you. Globalization and advanced technologies have given increasing power to the person the one person who decides if your business will succeed or fail, and that person is your customer. Whether your company serves consumers or other businesses, that's B2B, B2C, whatever in that scope and scape you are, or both, you can no longer compete the old way on price and quality of your products and services. So let's look at what's happening. With social media and smartphones fueling consumers' expectations and enabling them to impact your brand, that's right, you don't really own your brand anymore. Each customer's experience now has become your competitive battleground. That's what we're going to talk about today. The reality is, hey, everybody has a customer experience horror story. What's the buzz about your company? What are people saying? And more important, are you prepared to put customers at the center of your thinking in order to transform them into what you need, your best advocates, make them happy, wow them, delight them. To gain profits and market share, you have to deliver an experience that makes every customer want to come back. And more important, one that sets you apart from the competition. You need to seize the customer experience edge. I am so pleased today to bring you three extraordinarily smart men who are authors. They're experts. They're all from SAP. It's unusual for us to have a complete panel of SAP people, but we do because they are the authors of a great book. I want you to all go to Amazon and get it after the show. It's called The Customer Experience Edge, Technology and Techniques for Delivering an Enduring, profitable and positive experience for your customers. Now, based on their market research, their case studies, and the book is packed with great case studies and statistics, they will explain today how you can combine strategy, leadership, organizational change, and technology to develop highly valued products and services. That's what you want to be proud of. Transform your customers into loyal evangelists who will say wonderful things about you and convert emotionally bonded customers into profit. That's a new topic. We're going to talk about that. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, or OJ and join us for Food for Thought on the customer experience as competitive game changer. Tweet your questions for our experts to pound sign SAP radio. Tweet what you're drinking on your coffee break today, even if it's not coffee, to pound sign 
SAP Radio Coffee. Follow us on Twitter at BizBreakRadio. And please like us on Facebook. We have a lot of likers already at Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'd like to introduce my first guest now of the trio, Reza Sudagar, Senior Director for CRM Solution Marketing and SAP, has over two decades in business consulting, IT strategy, and the development of customer relationship management solutions for the uninitiated, that CRM. I just want to welcome you, Reza. I've been talking long enough. How are you today? Hi, Bonnie. Thanks so much for for having us on the show. Wonderful. Reza, I I have to congratulate each of you, and I know you certainly did your part to create a wonderful book. It's not just business knowledge. It's an interesting and entertaining read. And isn't entertaining part of the whole thing about customer experience today, Reza? Well, that's that's what's really interesting about this. Everybody can relate to it. We all have experiences every day in our lives, be it in the business side or be uh, be it in consumer shoes that we fill in. We all have experiences, so it's something that everybody can relate to, everybody can understand pretty well. Terrific. Good. And we'll be doing more with you in just a minute. I want to bring on your colleague, Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand, Vice President for CRM Solutions at SAP. Volker has been a, oh, what a, what a big sign must be on your door, Volker. He's a CRM expert, a consultant, a researcher, an author, a professor, and a software industry professional for two decades. He's written over 100 articles on CRM that have made the Harvard Business Review, German edition, the CRM Project, all kinds of journals. Volker Hildebrand, welcome to Coffee Break. How are you this morning or this evening? You're in Germany, right? I'm, I'm in Germany right now. I'm on a business trip. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Uh, thanks for, for having us. Uh... My pleasure. You sound wonderful. Great connection. And third and last but not least, of course, Vinay Iyer, Vice President of Global Marketing at SAP. Vinay has over 20 years' experience as an engineer, a product manager, sales and business development manager, and marketer. Another big sign on the door. Prior to SAP, he held roles in product marketing and management at Siebel Systems in the U.S. and Europe. Vinay, how are you today? I'm doing good, too. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your radio show. Oh, I am, I'm so pleased. I, I don't know if you all know, but I have a personal radio show I do every week on a different internet channel, and I interview authors, three authors a week, but on different books. This is my first time I've had a trio of authors on the same book, and I'm so pleased you've all agreed in your busy schedules to be with me today. Vinay, you're going to be our spokesperson to kick off the first segment, I know, on what is the book all about. So I want to quote you first, and then let's just jump in. You say... If you're not running your company focused on your customers primarily, you are history or will be history soon. Very powerful words, Vinay. Why don't you tell us about why you and your colleagues wrote the book and what this statement has to do with the book? Yeah, it has to do with the simple fact that as customers or consumers today, we all are way, way more empowered with information, with uh, and the reality of the performance of products and services, the pricing of products and services, uh, than at any other time in history. And this has been driven by the growth of social media and mobility and, of course, Internet uh, technologies over the last uh, 10 years. But the rapid growth of mobile smartphone access and social media channels like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everything else has really put the power in the hands of the consumer or the customer. Now, this dynamic has forced a shift in the power, uh, in the negotiating power, away from companies into the hands of the customers. 
So it's no longer a company that can dictate what its brands are, what its what its brand is about, what its products uh, are about, to whom it's about. It's really the customer today that's uh, deciding uh, what the company and the products and the brand is all about. Now, consequently, you know, it's no longer uh, effective for a company to focus only on optimizing their manufacturing or supply chain or uh, their human resource functions. They have to look at the customer and focus their efforts on the customer to really be, uh, you know, meaningful in today's world. And that is a fundamental shift that is driving behavioral changes and asking for companies to change as well. And the experience is very clear where companies that do it well and focus on the customers are succeeding like uh, never before. And others who are not doing it are starting to fail. Fanai, when did it occur to you and your colleagues that it was time to sit down and put the pen to paper, figuratively, not literally, and write a book like this? Because it is the time for us to have this book in this culture, in the business culture globally. But when did it dawn on the three of you, you got together and you said, hey, there's a book in here somewhere, let's be the ones. How did that happen? It dawned upon us about a year and a half, to a little over a year and a half ago, when two things happened. One is um, there were a number of customers, uh, you know, SAP customers that we were engaging with that were coming out and telling some stories which was not just about like a CRM project implementation success because uh, that, that's a topic, as you can tell from our titles, that we are focused on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't talk about the success with SAP CRM as a product. They actually came and said, Stories like, wow, you know, we actually transformed the experience the customer has uh, because we have a CRM system, but also because we are able to bring a wealth of information in front of the customer at the time they need it, whether it's uh, a pricing information or order status information or availability information. And so this got us thinking that, you know, why are we really focused on promoting a CRM product uh, in a market that... uh, already understand CRM, whereas companies are in reality trying to achieve something else, which is the total customer experience beyond what a typical CRM solution offers. And so this kind of thinking was also accelerated uh, when we read IBM, uh, the IBM Global CEO Study of 2010, which uh, among the many topics they surveyed uh, about uh, thousand odds or even I think it was over 2,000 CEOs globally, the number one topic uh, all the CEOs prioritized as their focus was getting closer to the customers. Mm. So that kind of made us think, too, that, hey, this is more than just uh, some of the SAP customers talking about focus on the customer being a top priority, but uh, there is also a very uh, well-researched IBM global study that points us out and on top of that, when we started to dig into companies' uh, uh, annual reports and uh, you know statements to the press and analysts, everyone was stating right at the board level and at the CEO level that their primary concern and challenge is how to get closer to the customers in today's economy. So those drivers really started uh, to make us think. Uh, what you know, there is a need in the market to really understand how to get there. And we did have a point of view, which we have uh, communicated to the book. 
Thank you for that great overview, Vinay. I have an important question to ask you. We have about a minute left in this segment. Very important. For people who are listening, I want to make sure they understand what is the scope of the businesses, the industries your book applies to? And I know the answer, but I want them. And are we only talking about a certain type of customer? Is it age-driven? Is it socioeconomically driven? Is it ethnicity, education? Is it where they are in the world? So what? how would you define the customer who is the subject of your book, The Customer Experience Edge? Who is that customer? Really broad brush. And what kinds of companies should be listening to this show today who will benefit from your information? Yeah, the answer uh, is really simple. If you're a company and you have customers, this topic matters to you. It doesn't matter whether you're a startup trying to build a product or you're one of the big global brands trying to protect market share or grow market share, the fundamental approach of putting the customer at the center of all your activities, all your decisions, all your future product uh, directions uh, really uh, needs to change. If If they are not focused on the customer, you're not doing the right thing in today's environment. So if another another question I have is we talk about, I know in your book, it's called the digitally engaged customer. I have a feeling that that is still age specific or is it Gen Y or Gen X or is it anybody under 40 or 38 or anybody between 12 and let's say 35 is going to be your most active digitally engaged customer. So the question is the customer experience edge, I hear you saying, is everybody, not just the people with three smartphones in their hands and an iPad or a, another tablet in, on the seat in their car. It's Everybody, because every dollar counts. Is that right? Total customer experience, total customer base. Yeah. Uh, yes, Bonnie. But I would, I would uh, say, you know, what you stated, uh, I, I would, I had the same opinion a couple of years ago that it only applied to people who are digitally connected on smartphones and uh, mm-hmm. computers. But today, the reality is, uh, you know, the retired uh, people segment uh, is one of the fastest adopters and growing ad- adopters of internet and smartphones. And, ah. I through, and I can relate through my own personal experience where my mother-in-law, who is uh, in her mid-60s, <laughs> who had never uh, ever been on an internet until two years ago, yep. never ever used a mobile phone in her life, and, uh, and uh, even education, you know, she only had a high school education, she, uh, we, we bought her an iPhone to say, hey, why don't we get you something that you can stay connected with? Sure. And in just under a year, uh, she, she became the most connected person in the family, <laughs> the most, uh, you know, the most frequent, uh, uh, you know, uh, message sender, photo sender. The, uh, she, she researched wow. the most number of websites. So I think the trend today is no longer just limited to the teens and the 20 or 30-somethings. It's happening across all customer segments globally, and, uh, and so it's not, uh, not limited to any one segment or two segments. 
I love your story. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm laughing and I'm not telling you why because you mentioned mid-60s. I will tell you, my mom is in her 90s and she lives in two places, New York and Florida, and we have a an iMac 24 on the desk in both of her homes. She uses email and the internet every day. She does research and she carries a cell phone. So shame on me for excluding the upper <laughs> levels of the customer base. I should know better. And thanks for, thanks for slapping my wrist. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to a very happy coffee break with Game Changers. I have three very, very smart men on with me today. My guests are Vinay Iyer, Reza Studegar, and Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand. He said I can call him Volker. We're talking about something that is so important to anybody who is in a company, whether you're managing it, whether you own it, whether you're working for it, or whether you're a consumer. This is important to you. We all buy something from someone. The book is called The Customer Experience Edge. Go to Amazon and find it worth the bucks, worth the read. We'll be right back with a lot more with the Customer Experience Edge here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more not just in it for profit but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways listen for be more achieve more inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host chris cooper you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with a passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance these people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more be more achieve more can be heard live fridays at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Vixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Game Changers. 
And we're back with our second segment here talking to the authors of the Customer Experience Edge. And I'm going to turn to Volker Hildebrand to talk about what are the four pillars of this new thing called customer experience, Volker? Well, if you um, let me let me take a step uh, uh, back and, and kind sure. of uh, uh, start with uh, you know wh- why is customer experience uh, so important and how how to look at it. Uh, uh, we really believe that customer experience is is the new competitive battleground, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the reason for this is because you know we're we're seeing trends like commoditization of products, and it's it becomes more and more difficult for organizations to differentiate themselves from, from the competition uh, uh, through their products alone. Um, and, then, and then the other way to differentiate is to lower your prices, right? But that's, that's pretty hard, and only one can have the lowest price of all. So what are all the other organizations doing? So mm-hmm. uh, those companies who, who get it right uh, will, will be ad- able to achieve a sustainable and competitive, profitable competitive edge. Um, now, the interesting thing is that when I mentioned it earlier that a lot of companies want to get closer to their customers, and we did a survey together with uh, Bloomberg Business Week uh, where 80% of the companies said getting close to our customers um, is, is a top strategic objective. However, um, only very few of them actually um, say that, that they're successful uh, in achieving that. Right. So, so the question that we asked ourselves, well, well, what is it that you that you need to do? And um, um, it, it, it's it's not a big surprise, but when you talk about customer experience, you actually need to um, look at it from a customer perspective. Right. What is what is uh, mm-hmm. What does a customer need and want? What is, uh, what is important to your customers? And, and we've identified uh, four things. Uh, number one, they want to have reliability. Number two, mm-hmm. um, they're looking for convenience, uh, for example, making online purchases. Um, they're looking for um, relevance. Uh, when they get information or offers, uh, they, want, they want it to be relevant for their personal needs, um, and they want responsiveness. And these are, these are the four essentials of customer experience that we've identified and that help each and every organization to think about what do we need to do in order to achieve reliability, convenience, relevance, um, and also be responsive our customers' needs at once. Okay, so let's talk about, well, first of all, I'd like to hear a case study. Is there anything that comes to mind? Your book is packed with, I'll say, delicious case studies. Delicious because some of them were actually about grocery companies, but delicious because they kept me engaged in the book. And if I can apply your four pillars to your book, Volker, I would say that I trust the reliability of your information. It's relevant to me as a marketing professional. It showed me that you and the companies you've studied want to be responsive, and you made it convenient to me all in one place in the book. So did your book succeed in in making it a good customer experience for me as a a buyer of your book, would you say? Well, I I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I think you hit all four pillars there. That was definitely uh, one one of our our, uh, objectives, and we we do believe it's, uh, it's, it's very 
very relevant. Uh, we, we also uh, provide convenience. You can uh, buy it as a hard copy or you there can you go. Uh, read it as an e-book with an e-reader. Uh, you can order it in a bookstore or online. So uh, uh, it's, it's your choice. So I think we provide a lot of convenience here as well. And then it's based on facts. So uh, we do believe it's, uh, it's very, very reliable. Uh, and, so and let me, let me res- uh, pick something else. Let me uh, yeah. um, pick uh, co-op. You mentioned uh, um, uh, groceries. So yes, uh, co-op is uh, one of the largest uh, uh, grocery retailers in in Switzerland, and they're they're a great example uh, for these. Uh, actually, for um, all four um, of these um, essentials. And what, what co-op, uh, co-op did, so they basically pretty much from, from the, the products they sell, you can get at other uh, grocery stores too. So they were thinking how, about how can we provide a better overall customer experience and, uh, you know, this way gain a competitive advantage and be ahead of the competition. So one of the things they did uh, already many, many years ago, they started to um, offer their products online as well, so people could go online and 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 buy the stuff there. But then what they added um, with the emergence of the iPhone and and other smartphones, what they did, they built um, an iPhone app that mm. basically allows their customers while they're commuting in Switzerland. A lot of people are uh, using public transportation uh, when they get uh, to the office uh, or. Uh, to and back from from work, so they can order online with their iPhone the entire um, uh, all the products that are available in the online store are also accessible through the iphone it 's easy to use like uh, you know most of the iphone iPhone apps and uh, in a very convenient uh, way, customers can order online while um, you know they 're on the bus. For example, and what was fascinating is not just the ordering piece, but they could also specify a one-hour time window within which uh, Co-op would guarantee that the groceries they ordered could be delivered to their doorfront. Now that's uh, an amazing experience, and and, and, and is Co-op is, able to actually fulfill that promise? That's an important part too. Well, exactly. So here 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 comes the aspect of of responsiveness, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Co-op can respond to the delivery needs. Of the customer, like I'll I'll be home um, at 6 p.m. Right, so I want it delivered between 6 and 6:30. So that's very responsive from co-op, not saying you know we're we're going to deliver any time between um, you know noon and 6 p.m., uh, which is what uh, you know we're we're uh, uh, used to from cable companies and and uh, satellite TV companies. They say, oh yeah, we're we're coming to set it up uh, somewhere between uh-huh. 8 a.m. and and 6 p.m. And oh, you need awful. to stay home all day. So it's mm-hmm. very, very responsive to the needs. And they're also very um, reliable in terms of fulfillment because they really tied it to their um, supply chain and logistical system um, so that they can really deliver on their promise. 
So everything needs to be, as they used to say, all systems have to be go. They have to be ready to take the order, ready to show a full inventory to the customer so that they're picking if they want a certain brand of tomato sauce. It's there. It's on the shelves. It's ready to be packed. The packers have to do it. The delivery people have to do it. The timing has to be down to the 60-minute window, and the customer has to be delighted and pleased every time. That's quite a brave leap into the, the stratosphere of customer experience, I would say. A lot of systems, and and we'll talk in the next segment about the technology that makes this all possible behind the scenes because it just doesn't happen because somebody wants it to happen. Let's talk a little bit about size of company, if you will. It sounds great making the customer the center of your strategy, the center of everything you do in your business. But for a big company that has not operated this way, a big behemoth, large enterprise, how long does it take to get this thought in this nugget of, of customer experience thought into their culture so that they can start applying it either top down or bottom up. Uh, Any one of you want to take that one? In other words, what's the lag time in making the customer experience the edge for a big established company? Bonnie, uh, well, let me take a crack at that because what we've seen is that people take really different strategies when it comes to customer experience. Uh, it, it is definitely a journey, but it doesn't mean that companies have to wait for years for their initiatives to pay off. Um, mm-hmm. You can do things very quickly to get closer to the customers. An example of co-op, for instance, uh, what we saw, this whole technology implementation that they did took about two and a half months. And there mm-hmm. was tremendous value to the customers. I, I actually grew up in Switzerland, so I can tell you from first-hand experience uh, it really is a problem for people who live there because grocery stores close at 6 to 7 p.m. So if you're working, if you're commuting, if you have to pick up your kids from, from daycare, you can't make it to buy your groceries. So really, very quickly, they were able to create this uh, shopping app on iPhone, deliver it to the commuters and folks who are working, and really they made their life much easier, really brought in the convenience. And that did not take a long time. Uh, you know, taking out maybe one customer unfriendly r- rule out of your company doesn't take a long time to do and gets you closer to the customer. So you can do things very quickly, and that's what we've seen in many companies. And actually, that's a great way to start creating um, adoption within the organization by showing the impact of these small changes and showing how it has business impact both for the, uh, for the company as well as for the customers. So... It's not, it's not uh, something that would take years to do. It's a matter of months to be able to show, the, you know, uh, show results and create uh, that executive sponsorship and also buy-in of the employees within the company. That's yeah, great fact, news. One of the points yes. we make in the book, it's, uh, today, in today's world, it's really not about the technology because technology is mature. Uh, companies like SAP offer you know, products that work and don't take a whole lot of time to implement, as I explained. Rather, the bigger challenge for companies that have historically operated in departmental mode Mm -hmm. is how do you break down the departmental barriers and have people collaborate internally so that the supply chain guys pay attention to what the sales guys are saying uh, and act in coordination, break uh, departmental boundaries, share information, and hold each other accountable for delivering on the customer experience that the company or the brand promises. Okay. Now, those organizational changes are what take uh, uh, much longer time, depending on the culture of the company, the executive sponsorship behind this, and so forth. So I, my, our point of view really is there's plenty of technology that can be 
deployed. There's plenty more that's going to be available. Uh, but, you know, first build the organizational alignment, get the executives to sponsor, and get people to change their uh, historic behavior, and change will be fast to come. Exactly. We're going to take our break right now. We're going to come back with a lot more from the authors of the Customer Experience Edge. The book is massive in terms of their their insights, their approaches. The case studies are great. We'll talk a little bit more about two more of the pillars, responsiveness and convenience, when we come back. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I'm going to ask my guests what they're drinking on coffee break today as soon as we come back. So don't even think of touching your mask, your dial, however you're listening to us. Justin, take it away. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com what does a visual workplace mean to you how does it contribute to operational excellence and what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place listen to the visual workplace work that makes sense to find out Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And speaking of Coffee Break, I haven't asked my three esteemed guests what they're drinking on break today. So let's start with Reza Sudagar. What's in your cup today, Reza? It's actually some tea um, in, my, uh, oh. in my cup of coffee today. Um, what kind of tea? And a small cookie on the side. <laughs> I have to know the kind of tea. Very important. Uh, oh, great. 
Oh, wonderful. And we mentioned Earl in the introduction of the show. So you're right in sync with us. And Vinay Iyer, what are you drinking today, please? I'm in Germany. I'm drinking San Pellegrino water mit gas. With gas, how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles, bubbles. And Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand, what drink is thou today? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still on water right now, but right, right after this, I'll, I'll definitely have a good cold German beer. All right. Okay. And I'm looking at our Twitter feed here. And Wendy says she's enjoying her, car- oh, this is beautiful, Caribbean Dreams Instant Ginger Tea, product of Thailand, packaged in Jamaica. How's that for a global experience? And Malcolm is enjoying a fine selection today of Equator Coffees, Mocha Java, whole bean, freshly ground and freshly brewed. Delicious. And I know we have a couple of other people coming uh, coming through our stream in a little while. And I, of course, they don't let drink anything with caffeine on show day so it's just typically it's a, a decaf starbucks mocha light that's about it okay so i want to talk about we've been mostly talking about b2c business to consumer let's talk a little bit about b and b and what does it mean by putting what do you mean by putting the customer at the center of how you do business uh volker you want to talk about this um, yeah, I actually, uh, before I go to B2B, I want to add to something that uh, Benai uh, just said before the break, that uh, um, organizations really need to think about how they, how they break up the silos and how different organizations work together. And you really need to look at um, uh, business processes uh, uh, across and, and beyond the, the front office. And, and just one one example, if you think about uh, companies uh, that run uh, trade promotions and, and you find coupons in your Sunday paper, mm-hmm. there's a marketing team doing all that stuff. And then uh, my wife, for example, has this experience all the time. So she sees, oh, there's something on sale. She goes to the store and it's out of stock. Ah. So that's a big problem. And, and this happens because uh, the, uh, those guys who are responsible for the logistics don't talk to the marketing people. So you don't have a synchronized, uh, you don't really map uh, the supply and demand efficiently because, of course, if you do the marketing campaign, there will be increased demand. And there's, there's many other um, examples when salespeople want to sell something to an existing customer who just uh, the, the day before complained about something and they're they're not aware of this situation uh when they go and meet the customer so it's it's across sales service and marketing but also beyond and the supply chain in in uh maybe even in the manufacturing area and it's really about uh breaking down these silos and and trying mm-hmm. to achieve a a seamless uh what we call operational excellence um, across the entire organization, and maybe even beyond when you think about channel partners, right, or retail outlets. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, and this is where we get these horror stories that come up. We just came out of the holiday season, right? Um, yes. I'm sure many of our uh, listeners here have tried to buy stuff from Best Buy. Uh, the, the whole thing that happened with Best Buy, not being able to deliver the products on time for the holiday mm-hmm. season where, where they really should have had visibility into their supply chain, into what they had in stock. But in that whole equation, it really showed, with all these back and forth in articles, it really showed the company did not act as one, and they were not able to put themselves in the shoes of the customers and think about how this would affect uh, the customers on the, on the other side who are going to have uh, crying kids at home or disappointed you know, <laughs> grandchildren uh, who are Where's waiting that? for their gifts. 
And, I and have that's a quick the type story. of I, breakdown that really uh, can make a company fail. I have a quick story to share with you. I'm going to name a name here and whatever, whatever. Staples, I'm a rewards customer. I bring in the used little containers of my ink cartridges ink from my printer, and I get the rewards points. They get sent me a coupon printable by email. Print this out. Up until December 31st, 2011, I can get a special deal on a large package of AA batteries. And because I have a wireless mouse, we know how fast I consume batteries. I go to the store. I hand in the thing, and they say, oh, sorry. Sorry, they changed it to December 24th. It expired last week. I said, excuse me, I have it. You emailed it to me. You're looking at, I'm sorry, we no longer have that. We changed the date. You're a week late. So I thought this can't be possible. I got in the car and went to another Staples. Same story. Unforgivable, correct? Unforgivable. Yeah, would you you trust them again? Would you take another coupon and go back six months from now? Nope. (laughs) That's the question, you know. And that's nope, what we saw with customers me. that these once they erode that trust, it's really hard to, to uh, rebuild it back. Very, very. Now, we have just four minutes left to the segment. Believe me, time does fly when you're having fun, and we are having a great time talking about your book, The Customer Experience Edge. Let's get a little bit into B2B, business-to-business, company-to-company. How does customer experience work there? Yeah, maybe I could uh, just uh, give a quick example here. Sure. Uh, CMEX. Uh, uh, USA is one of the big uh, cement manufacturers, um, and they sell primarily to contractors who build buildings and roads and bridges. So that's a classic example of a B2B company, and they operate in a very commoditized uh, industry because there's really not much differentiation between the cement they sell and the cement their competitors sell. So their, uh, their big focus was how do they deliver a superior customer experience that builds an affinity between their customers and themselves. And uh, when they surveyed their customers, they found that uh, topics like uh, reliable delivery times, uh, delivering the products that uh, the customer really wanted as opposed to shipping something that they didn't ask for, uh, also, predicting a little ahead of time that, hey, we know that this customer is going to build a bridge within this time frame, so we need to have so much cement available. So when the customer calls uh, for an order, or even before they call for an order, you can stock your uh, you know, silos and make the cement available. Uh, so from that point of view, they focused on a lot of the operational aspects of understanding customer demand, uh, planning their capacity, and more importantly, you know, uh, optimizing their trucks for delivering cement, uh, because that's what ultimately mattered to the customer. And uh, today, they run such efficient operations uh, end to end that uh, they believe that their continued, uh, you know, market share growth is driven by the superior service they are able to provide, uh, which their competitors are not able to provide. So that's an uh, example, and uh, you know, Cimex also won a prestigious Gartner CRM ex- uh, Customer Experience Award last year. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, cool things even business <coughs> business companies are doing in the space in order to really get closer to their customers. Yeah. 
It sounds like we've got somebody on uh, put us on hold here, and we're listening to some kind of a customer service message. Whoever that was, thank you very much for the example. Uh, we have to. That was interesting on customer experience. I, I will tell everybody that I am scheduled to have my three esteemed guests back on the show coming up in a couple of weeks, and I think we will confirm that date if you're all interested, because we are just barely touching the surface here. Let's see. The date of your rematch was February 8th, so I'm going to say let's just confirm that now because there's so much more you know you have a a chapter 10 in your book called 10 on ramps to the customer experience freeway i think we could make a whole show out of that what do you both think all three of you what do you think i I think that's a great idea yeah because i I don't want to just go in and and my favorite one is uh what was my favorite one is kill a stupid rule i don't want to start that now with just two minutes left to this segment and then we're doing the future view so let's not rush it i think we should just uh you'll come back in a couple of weeks and we will we will hit one chapter and do it in detail because i think there i know there was a lot of golden information in that chapter that will help customers of businesses, help people with customers who are businesses, who are consumers, really hone in on what the message is in your book. And I don't want to lose that opportunity. So we have about a minute left in this segment. I do have to tell uh, tell us, let's see, we had a coffee tweet from Kristen here. Kristen is one of our big fans. She says, so many things to do, so many people to see. My shot of Cuban Cafe Bustelo Espresso is what works best for me. Kristen is a poet today, so I appreciate that. So let's go to our our break now. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I'm speaking to Reza Sudagar, Vinay Iyer, Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand about their wonderful book, The Customer Experience Edge. I'm telling everybody listening, and, and most people, by the way, don't listen to us live. They listen to us on one of our eight rebroadcasts on iTunes podcast directory, on the app that you can get on your iPhone, Voice America Business, the free app that you can download, on download of our MP3, or just click on demand 12 hours from now. So so whoever is listening, even though you're listening, not listening to us live on the rebroadcast or the download, be sure to look at Amazon and take a peek at this book, no matter where you are in the chain, the supply chain, the value chain, the food chain, wherever you are, there's so much great information in this book. I don't usually push books this hard, but I will tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the Bible for customer experience. Three of you agree? Wholeheartedly, absolutely. And also, we designed in a way uh, to make it convenient, so you can actually browse through it. We don't have to read without having to read every single line. Exactly. But I did read the whole book cover to cover. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. We'll be right back with our closing question, which is the future of customer experience. I'm going to ask my guests to look ahead all the way into the crystal ball to 2017 and talk about reliability, relevance, responsiveness, and convenience. What will we be calling them? five years from now. Don't even think of touching that dial. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Business as we've known it is changing for all size companies, B2B, B2C, across the board, every industry and every part of the world. I'm going to ask my three guests each to look into the crystal ball and predict how the four pillars of the customer experience, that's reliability, relevance, responsiveness, and convenience, will determine which businesses will survive which businesses will fail, and how the customer experience will look and feel in 2017. Let's kick off this part with Reza Sudagar. Go ahead, Reza. So, so Brian, this is a great question. Uh, we think what's, what's going on is that there is some constants in this equation. So the, the four pillars that we talked about, relevance, convenience, responsiveness, reliability, these will always stay the same. Uh, however, the, the bar keeps moving higher. The, the expectation of the customers will drastically change uh, uh, almost in real time. Um, and and that's, that's really the, uh, the dynamics of, of customer experience uh, uh, game. Uh, what, uh, for, instance, for instance, if you think uh, you know, three, four years out, location-based services, right, are going to become almost a commodity. Everybody would expect that you would use that information about the customer, where they are, to provide them information in context. For instance, the way we advertise or we provide offers to customers can change drastically from sending them emails uh, in, in weird times of the day to really bring in an offer when they are close to a store location Mm-hmm. And we want them to interact with us at the right time, at the best time for them. So these type of technolog- technological changes are going to put the, the, the bar higher from a customer perspective. And it's also going to create a challenge for companies to leverage information better to provide information to, to interact with the customers more in context. Will we still be calling it customer experience five years from now, Reza, or will it have a different name? Oh, that's... Most probably we're still going to call it customer experience. Uh, but the reality is that this is not a new new notion. Customer experience has been around for from the first time somebody opened the uh, opened the shop. Right? They always want to get closer to their customers. However, the way we've been going about delivering this experience has changed over the years, and it will continue to change even more drastically in, in the next few years as technology uh, becomes up. Uh, 
uh, um, uh, kind of the, the engine of this and the consumerization mm-hmm. of technology uh, is going to refuel it. Well put. Thank you. And let's turn to your colleague, Vinay Iyer. What say is to you about Crystal Ball 2017, Vinay? Yeah, I mean, obviously I do agree with everything that Reza <laughs> just uh, said. I, I want to take a different uh, uh, Crystal Ball here. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm going to predict is that the the definition of uh, of the of the job of uh, today's marketer and salesperson would dramatically change and would no, look nothing like what it does today when you look at a year like 2017, which is I think the year that you asked about. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is, like I said, customers today don't want to be sold to; they don't want to be marketed to. Uh, they want to be engaged. They want to be educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they expect their <coughs> lives to be uh, vastly, uh, you know, enhanced by uh, whatever products and services uh, companies offer. Mm-hmm. So I think you know the uh, today's marketers and salespeople would actually become these experience enablers uh, in the future uh, because that's what customers are starting to care about. Um, so, along with the technology change, the change in uh, customer behavior, uh, and all the challenges with competition and product commoditization that uh, are all going to be issues, ongoing issues, I think uh, what's more fundamentally going to change is the role of marketers and salespeople. I don't even think they'll be called marketing and salespeople in 2017. I can't wait to hear what I'm called in five years. And now let's turn to Volker G. Hildebrand. Dr. Hildebrand, crystal ball five years ahead. What okay, do you see? Ball. Well, first of all, I agree with what Reza said. Uh, the four essentials, reliability, convenience, relevance, responsiveness, will not um, go away, but consumers will, will raise the bar. I think what we will uh, be seeing is that um, – um, everything will be uh, engagement with customers will be more proactive. Companies will um, use more, let's say, predictive um, analytics as well uh, in order to be also more relevant. And there will be more collaboration with customers. So let me give you some some examples for proactive. For example, think about proactive service. I don't want. I don't really want to call. When so when my fridge breaks, mm-hmm. I want my fridge to tell uh, the manufacturer or service provider that there's a problem, and then they come and fix it before I even realize. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, Go ahead, that, more. That's true convenience. <laughs> you right? bet. Um, then on a predictability, uh, I think there's. Uh, um, especially with the, the, all these social um, channels, there's more and more data out there about customers and consumers that I can use to predict demands and, and specific needs in a much better way mm-hmm. and hence become a lot more relevant and, and responsive. And lastly, uh, collaboration. I think that uh, we'll see more and more collaboration between companies and their customers and collaboration amongst customers, Um, whether it's customers helping each other in online forums, what we're already seeing, or Mm -hmm. customers collaborating with um, vendors um, developing and creating new products. 
I mean, uh, Lego, for example, is already doing this. I have a, a six-year-old son, and, and Lego has created an online tool where you can actually build a, a structure uh, with virtual Lego bricks. And Beautiful. You can build a house or, or a car, and it's, it's in 3D. You can turn it around, look at it. You have all the bricks available that uh, are available in real life. And then you can actually hit the button and say, I want to order it. And then Lego will put all the pieces that you picked virtually <laughs> um, and put them in a box and ship it to you. Volker, the and future is here now, and I have to close the show. I want you to hold the rest of these golden nuggets of, of great information for when you and your co-authors come back on February. But I have to do a couple of housekeeping things now. Coming okay. up next week here on Coffee Break with Game Changers, how to avoid social media blunders. Don't let this happen to you. Great panel. We'll have a packed house on that show. February 1st, uh, this is a big one. Subsidiaries, game changer for large enterprises. Very important on the business landscape. I want to thank my three guests, Reza Sudagarvanai Iyer, Dr. Volker G. Hildebrand. Wonderful. I look forward to hearing, speaking with you again on February 8th. I want to thank Patricia Harris, Joan Sherlock, Malcolm Kimberlin, Wendy and Nesbeth at SAP, and Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure at World Talk Radio, and of course, Justin, our engineer. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Go out and make it a great day in terms of a customer experience. Tell the companies you do business with, whether you're B2B, B2C, what you need. Let them know and give them good responses and make it happen. We'll see you again next week right here on Voice America Radio on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.